Hi, welcome to valuationpodcast.com, a podcast and video series about all things related to business and valuation. My name is Melissa Gregg, and I'm a business valuation expert in St. Louis, Missouri. I have the pleasure of interviewing Alina Rivera. Today, she is a CPA, a forensic accountant, and valuation expert in Puerto Rico. We're going to discuss a very important topic for all business owners today, which is cash flow, cash flow management, cash flow analysis, operating cash flow, pretty much everything having to do with cash, but also what does cash flow have to do with the business valuations? So welcome, Alina. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. <laughs> thanks. Thank Good. you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, you are an amazing person, um, but also a really good business person, too. So I wanted to have you on here because I think in going through this pandemic, um, what have you been seeing is the reality for business owners right now regarding cash flow or having cash? Well, um, Melissa, actually, we have different type of clients and different businesses are going through different phases. At the beginning of the pandemic, when we have the lockdown, I think most of the businesses are just, were just reacting to the situation and they were kind of in a survival mode. What I need to do, depending on the industry, I'm close now, how I'm, how I'm going to survive. So then they start opening certain areas because, you know, it was five months away. Um, but depending on the area where you are, uh, I don't know in your area, but in here, we are starting doing lockdown again. And I know as a fact in the Caribbean, there are islands that are closing back so you may be going back to that initial phase of react reacting you open your business and now you're closing back or you may be um, in a situation for example if you're a restaurant a restaurant that now you cannot have all your clients in the same space so maybe it's 25 percent, and you are going through that so there may be different kind of clients some clients are just having um, or going through a temporary closing, but there are others that they are opening, but they are having a decrease in revenues, maybe because the government doesn't allow them to open um, in, in a full way, or it's just because the market changed. Now the clients don't want to go to your store or they are buying online. Um, and they are all the clients that it, it may seem strange, but they are other clients that their issue is different. They have a lot of revenue coming in, but they don't have the cash to support that increase that they have now in, in, in sales. Or they may, maybe they have a lot of clients, but they don't have the inventory to, to properly serve those clients, or they don't have the personal, uh, either because they are sick, they are not reporting to work. So everyone, it doesn't matter if it's because you're struggling with revenues and you're close, or because you have too much, um, uh, too many clients now. Some, I think most of the clients in some ways are having uh, to deal with different situations during this pandemic. Well, and because, you know, somebody would say, well, if you're not having cash flows, that's the biggest issue. But I think you bring up a good point is you have clients that, what if you got a huge order in? You know, sometimes those clients aren't paying up front. So you need to figure out how to fulfill the order and then get paid 30 days in 
or 60 days in, depending upon that. So cash becomes a really important issue regardless. Um, I like to look at this as we now have like COVID business cycles because mm -hmm. things that we weren't concerned about before, we're now hyper concerned about, but you've actually been helping some companies develop a recovery plan. So is it too late to even consider like coming up with a plan of how to deal with this? No, actually it's never too late for a recovery plan. I know clients that they didn't have a plan and we can discuss later the different phases of, of a plan, but particularly with the cash uh, flow forecast, they didn't have one. So in the example that we discussed before, I have this particular client that they are having, they have just one, you know, one client, big client, uh, a large company, and they are asking for a lot, of, a lot of inventories. So now they are going to negotiate with suppliers, credit facilities, because they don't have enough, enough, enough cash flow. So now that 13 week cash flow forecast that is part of a recovery plan is really important. So if you didn't have it before, now is more important than ever because you need, especially that first phase of a recovery plan, you need your 13 week um, cash flow. And I think it kind of, when we hear a recovery plan, we think of a fancy word. And actually it's, you just have to think on when you have this dream of starting your business, they were things that you put together to start that business. Business, actually, that's your recovery plan. You will have a cash flow forecast because when you started the business, you probably went to a bank and asked for money or asked a family for money. So you will tell them how you're going to spend that money, especially because you don't know how many revenues you or sales you were, you're going to have at the beginning. And then you will have that cash flow, but you will put together a strategic plan. And that strategic plan is your dream. Oh, I'm going to sell this or I'm going to have a restaurant and this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to put um, at this desk and I'm going to sell in this particular way. So that's your strategic plan. And then the third item in a recovery plan is your operational plan. Okay, I'm gonna sell um, doors. How I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it? Okay, I'm gonna engage a third party or I'm gonna do with my employees or independent contractors. And that operational plan is gonna allow you to actually implement that strategic plan. And, that, and once you have that, then you prepare your forecast. Okay, I have this plan. This is the way I'm gonna do it. And now I'm gonna look at the future and this is what I'm planning to sell. And that's the different, I think a lot of clients have, you know, kind of questions because they say, oh, I have a budget. But probably when you have a forecast of your PL, you know, your income statement, what you're going to sell, what where are gonna be your costs? But cash flow is different. Cash flow it's when revenues are in. It may be part of your budget, but in your cash flow, you look at when you're going to receive it. Because as you just mentioned, you may be receiving those those um, funds in 30 days, in 60 days, in 45 days. So you are not going to have the money probably to pay your employees immediately for that sale that you did today. So that is why it is so important to have both the forecast of your PNL, your income statement, your projection, and then your cash flow forecast. And then one of the things that we see and is important, particularly a recovery plan, is let's 
talk about COVID. And here in Puerto Rico, as you may know, we are, you know, uh, we have had in the, in the past year a lot of things. So if you don't have a recovery plan, now is the time, not only because of COVID, we are just in the peak season of the, uh, the in the peak of the hurricane season. So what happened if a hurricane comes, right? So, but with COVID in particular, uh, you want to have that 13 week um, cash flow forecast. You may receive funds from the government to assist you, but you want to see how fast that cash is going to burn, you know, the burn rate, how fast you're going to use that money in your business. So maybe you can tell that the, in the next three months, you will not have enough cash. Then now that you have your cash flow forecast, you know that so you can prepare. And then that's the next step on the on the uh, recovery plan, you will look for your credit facilities. You will do a funding review. Let's see if I will have enough money to survive, but at the end to thrive, to make sure I don't close my business. And it may not be going to a bank. You may maybe having additional shareholders coming to um, you know, put money in your business. You may have new partners. Maybe you will have um, a fund coming and giving giving you money, so it, what is that is so important. And then in that particular case, when you need funds, that's when the business valuation comes, right? Um, someone that is coming to you and is going to invest in your, in your business, it can be a bank, it, it can be a fund, it can be a third, whoever it is, um, they are gonna ask for a business valuation. And that business valuation is gonna incorporate that, though, all those elements together and then you can look for those those additional funds. And then the 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 last item in the in the in the recovery plan is the contingent plan. Why? What happened if A doesn't happen? You need to go back and change what I'm going to do. So so those are the different areas on a recovery plan. And I think it's never late. It's just go, going back to basics because usually business owner and small and medium businesses. They have it all in here. So now you have to put it in paper and make sure that all the people that assist you in your company, they know about this. They they give you input. There's I can't assist my clients with this, but actually the way to go is, okay, tell me about how, what are you thinking about during your night? Why you cannot fall asleep? Because usually those are the things that you are going to address while preparing this recovery plan. They know, the business owner, there is no one better to know about the business than the business owner and the people that work there. Well, and you, I mean, you said so many good things during that explanation of a recovery plan. And I think that I was reading something today where, you know, we're in the midst of chaos a little bit, right? We're in the midst of not knowing what the future is from a business perspective. In my mind, it's kind of when we were start, you know, when you're starting your business, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But we also have to, and this is what this person basically said, is we need to choose to face some of the hard things. And right now, when we're in the middle of a pandemic, everything seems hard. But one thing that's very hard typically for uh, business owners to face has to do with the money side of it and the cash flow and how much do we have? Because when we don't feel like we have a lot, we wanna just spin and spin and spin and try to get more business, right? But a lot of times it's just trying to face those issues and choose to face the hard ones 
which is what does this cash flow mean? Do I have enough for one day or five months or five years? And you're probably going to be in all different stages of that during the COVID business cycle. Um, but let's just talk about the cash flow statement. Okay. You mentioned that, and it's part of this either as a cash flow forecast or things like that. But how does it help the owner in the operations of the company? Because I don't always see a lot of business owners creating a cash flow statement. They have the income statement, they have the balance sheet, but this cash flow statement, what is that really telling a business owner that they may need to pay attention to during this pandemic? Actually, it can be different things, right? But going back to my distributor, my client that is a distributor, they have the revenues, um, they have the clients. So now they didn't have a forecast, a, a cash flow forecast. They have just business projections that the bank requested all the time, you know, for the funding. So now they are dealing with um, bringing um, items or inventory from China. It takes 45 days. I don't have the, the money now. And they are asking me to have at least to pay 50% upfront. So that forecast, that cash flow forecast allows them to, okay, I'm going to put together this forecast. Now I'm, I know when I'm going to have this particular item that we are going to be selling. So it, you know, it's intertwined with their inventory. I'm going to ask for this um, inventory. I need 50%. And that forecast that is divided in inflows and outflows is going to let them know which inflows they are going to be receiving because this particular client of them, they know when they are going to be they are going to be paying. So different to maybe professional services where you don't know where your client is going to be paying this particular case, their client pays in 30 days. So for them, it's easy to know when those inflows are coming and how to prepare to make sure that they can buy inventory and that you don't have a shortage of inventory. So that is that is that is an example in that particular distributor. But then you may have restaurants. And restaurants, they may not have a cash flow forecast. And in them, in that particular industry, I think it is important the outflow part. Why? Because be, before you may not have a, um, didn't have a cash flow forecast, and you had maybe a huge space with uh, the best internet for your clients, you were paying, um, streaming, music streaming for your clients, you were doing all that. And when you prepare your cash flow forecast, you can go over all those expenses that when you have money, you don't care. You know, you want your clients to be okay. But now, do you really need that? You may not need that. Why? Because you will prefer to have that money to pay your employees and to buy uh, the food that you are preparing than having the, those expenses in a place that is empty now because people you're doing either carry on or people are picking up the food. And you may say, well, I have um, uh, cable TV, I have a contract, then that's the time to call them and negotiate. May I, do I have a contract? Yes. Can I put that contract in hold? So I can you know, stop having that bill during the next three months and then start again later, or I don't have a contract, can I cancel this? And then when things are good, then I, I go back and put in again. 
So those are the type of decisions, operational decisions that you can have when you have a cash flow forecast because you know, or the, the most important part in some situation is with a cash flow forecast, I need to decide, do I need to look for extra money? Because it doesn't matter that I have this cash flow forecast put together, that I have these savings, that I know when the clients are paid. There are some things that you cannot control. And I think that is important to say, because some of the clients, when you talk to them, they say, I don't know what's going to happen. There are so many things that I cannot control. And, and that is right. There are so many things that we cannot control, but there are other things that you can. So let's control those that you can control. And then the other things, you will deal with them, them later, right? But you need to be prepared. I think that's the important part. And that, that is why it's so important to check that cash flow forecast for your operations every week. It's not something that you're going to put together now and then it's going to be a 30 weeks and you're going to wait until the next one to look at it. No, I, I recommend my clients to look at it every week. Let's see what is happening. My, it, it was my forecast done correctly. Are, I'm going to ha be having these clients. And, and then at some point, depending on your industry, if you are doing account receivables, right? Your client is not paying you. Maybe this is the time to call them. Because your forecast is going to, you predicted, predicted that this inflow was coming this week and you are seeing that your client that usually pays you doesn't pay you, now, then now is the time to call them. What is happening? How can I assist you? Because yes, you're, you are having issues, but you know what? Your client is going to remember you when they notice that you care about them. So let's work together on this. Yes, I know I'm having a bad situation with my cash flow, you too. Let's work together how we can help. And probably when that client is deciding who to pay, they're going to pay you probably first. So that is important. So those are the things that you can start looking at it when you have a cash flow forecast put together. Well, and I think that that's really important because during this COVID time, we really have to start thinking differently. So maybe pre-COVID, we would say, you know, I want all the cups to have my name on them. I want all of the, the, the paper napkins to have my name on it. everything branded, right? And then we go through this phase and we, we don't have an issue doing it personally. Like, okay, I'm not gonna get my hair done or my nails done, you know, like, okay, we'll get rid of those. But from a business standpoint, we have a hard time saying no to things because, well, if I don't do that, then people are going to think that I'm not successful anymore at business. And the reality is right now, as a business owner, you need to rethink everything that you've spent money on. You know, is it necessary? Do people care about the cups that have your name on it or can you get them for half the price? Now, I don't know. Um, if you've been seeing any of this, but have you seen any customer or, you know, clients go out and say, hey, you're one of my biggest customers. I need you to start paying some upfront. Is that happening very often? You know, because that's changing the relationship, right? But that may be something that you have to do. Um, and we have to do those hard things, right? And, and I think that business owners are having a little bit hard time doing that because they think that it's going to have an implication on them. Like, oh, I'm not going to look as successful. When the reality is, if you want to continue to survive in this pandemic, you need to do things different. So all the things that you ever wanted to do, but you didn't do for whatever reason, do them, right? Mm -hmm. Why not? 
Um, but have you seen anybody being able to go push some of those terms um, and, and change terms? Or are you just seeing that they need to continue doing what they're doing? Um, I have seen clients just continue doing what they are doing and just trying because our clients, sometimes they feel that if they go to clients being too aggressive, then the client probably, they are going to lose that client and and they try to negotiate with them. And I think that's the way to go. You know, it's not being aggressive. This is a situation that we are all having. And obviously everyone wants to pay their bills, but let's work together in this because we are just partners. That's the way uh, we look at, at our clients and our clients look at, look at their customer most of the time. You know, everyone is different, but that's the way to go, right? And it's it's good that you mentioned rethink because actually that's what we did internally for us. It was rethinking our business. So so that's what we, that's the term that we as a firm use to go to our client. And when we present this recovery plan, let's rethink your business. Let's, let's think about that new model. Uh, maybe in your initial strategic plan, you were thinking about, um, you know, serving food in all the place. So now let's rethink about this. What you can do, can you partner with an app that, that can allow you to serve to your clients in their houses, take the food to their houses. So uh, I wanted I wanted to mention that because when you said rethink, oh yeah, that's that's what we are doing. We are rethinking our businesses, and that's that's what we we do actually. We did it with our business as a firm. Let's think about it. What is happening with our clients? Because we are you and I. We are businesses too, right? We have clients too. And that's the way we did it. Let's see it. Let's let's think about, yeah, I want to collect all my receivables, but we know our clients. We know which of them are struggling. And in our in our case, thank God we, we have a, a good economic situation. So it a good cash flow. So it allows us to talk to clients. Okay, let's work together. What we can do to help you. Um, let's talk about receivable. Maybe you cannot pay now in 30 days. Let's talk about 60 days. Let's do a bit, uh, uh, payment plan. And that's things that I recommend clients to do because if you go too aggressive, probably trying to change the normal terms that you have uh, had before, it's not going to work. Well, and, and it's a cash thing and it's a pride thing. You know, most businesses that have been successful um, and or even have a good reputation want to pay their bills and they don't want anybody to look bad on them. You know, it's a pride thing. Like, um, but I, I've seen more businesses just be able to be upfront and say, you know, I wasn't struggling last month, but I'm struggling this month, you know, and, and what does that mean? But, but let's talk a little bit more because I think you talked about this recovery plan and it's a projection and it's, are you typically, when you're looking at a recovery plan for a business, are you coming in and doing a business valuation as well? Or what kind of analysis really goes into helping them come up with a recovery plan? Well, actually the clients that we have been helping with, we have different situations. In some of them, we started with a business valuation and we did that and they were worried about, okay, when we ask for projections, 
um, which method are we using? And, and we talk about um, this, a discounted cash flow, for example, or a, a capitalization of earnings. And they say, no, but I don't know, we cannot use the past three years because we have in here Hurricane Maria and we have other the, the earthquakes this year. So that is not gonna be representative of what my business can do. Okay, so this, let's use a discounted cash flow. And in here in Puerto Rico, the market approach is not used a lot because definitely the type of businesses that you have are not, when you look for comparables, you know, the, the, the size of those business, businesses are really different. So, so usually you, you will go through uh, and, and use probably an income approach or an asset approach depending on the business, right? Um, but in, in, sense of, in the terms of, of these particular clients, I can tell you an example. Um, they are trying to sell the business. It's, it's more like exit planning. The, the owner is trying to sell the business to um, his kids. So we did that, that business valuation and they were talking about all these revenues because they are one of those businesses that keep selling a lot more than before. So we were talking about that and they have all these revenues, but when we talk about um, the capital expenditure, expenditure, uh, yes. And <laughs> when, we talk about, yeah. when we talk about, about capital expenditure and cash flow, they were thinking about that. You need that money in the business. So, we did a, a business valuation and then we start working together with a plan. And so we, do, we did it all together. And there is this other client that wants to buy his, um, the shares of his brother. So when we look at that um, business, we say, no, let's wait. We, you are not in a hurry. Let's work on a recovery plan. Let's prepare your business. Let's work cash flow and forecast because in that particular case, they didn't have anything, you know, not even a, a forecast, a, a PL forecast or budget. So let's work on this together. Let's prepare, put together a good business plan with a, this recovery plan together, strategic plan, what you're going to do. And then let's talk about do a, doing a business valuation later. So all of this, this work together, especially when you're talking about clients that um, they need a business valuation at the end, because if you don't have a healthy business, it doesn't matter uh, the emotions and how much you invest in on that business. If you don't have this together, no one is going to pay you what you think it's worth. So this is a way to make sure that whatever is in your business that you can change and that you um, can do to make sure that you don't only survive but thrive in this new economy, you know, this new normal, that's the, the word that everyone is using, you have to prepare. Um, I think that just sitting there and waiting to see what happens is not going to allow you to um, improve your business and make sure that when you have to prepare that business valuation and sell your business, doesn't matter to whom, you have, you know, a healthy business and it's going to result in a good value for all the effort yet that you put. Because if you have your business for 20 years and now in the pandemic, you don't want to lose all the, that effort. So, yeah, I think <clears throat> I think that that business owners don't always focus on that. They 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 come and they say, well, I want a business valuation because I want to know what it's worth because I'm going to go sell or somebody came to me, you know, like I've actually had a 
fair amount of clients that buyers have approached them during the pandemic of like, hey, are you willing to sell? Because maybe they're trying to get a deal or maybe they're just looking at, you know, the opportunities. Um, but either way, a lot of times people who do business valuations are just really good at kind of looking from the outside in. And so a lot of times the business owner is so involved in their business, they can't see it, you know, where they could move or the opportunities that exist. And when we come in, we can take a look and say, have you thought about this? Why is this expense so much? Why is this happening? And in those questions, they're like, well, I don't know, maybe I need to do a little research on that. So it's really getting an outside view of, of potentially what a buyer would even look at if they came to look at your company. And so I think that that's important. Um, the other thing is everybody knows that cash is king. Everybody knows that cash flow is important, right? We, we all get that. But for business valuations, you know, why is cash flow so important for business valuations? And let's talk a little bit about the cash flow, you know, and the risk. And those are two really big imp uh, important components of valuations. But how do you see it when you're talking to clients? Well, when, when we are talking about our business valuation and, and the information that we use, especially the method that we are using, we talk to them about where the business is going, right, in the future. So those cash flow will have embedded that the way that you see your business in the future and the results. Because at the end, someone is buying. What is buying is what the business is going to provide to them in the future, not what, not what it is today. So in, in that particular area, we talk to them about, let's talk about the cash flows, how you see it. Probably that's the method we are going to use discounted cash flows. So you will need to use cash flow for, for that analysis. So even in the name, if that's the method that you use result in, in a very important part of that analysis. And in terms of risk, when you talk about risk, it's I think we talked before about thinking of a business that is just starting. So now we have seen we in you know in a particular case we have a fund that is trying to um, acquire a business or put money in a business and they are saying no you have you know um, this particular uh, discounted rate that you're using and we want to use a, a higher rate because those cash flow that are, you are predicted, I don't know if that is gonna happen. So in the area of risk and the discounted rate, they are putting a lot of, of additional risk in that specific risk of the business. So all of this, those things are put together in that business valuation. So don't think about the cash flow as, okay, I needed to survive now, but also about the value of your business and how that is gonna impact the value of your business in the future. Yeah, because sometimes business owners get in this mindset and you're, you you know, you are in accounting as well, but sometimes business owners get in this mindset of I just want to lower my taxes. I just want to make sure that the cash flow and you know, even at the end of the year they're like spend it all, do whatever to make sure that we don't pay taxes. And then you go to sell your company and now you've shown that you don't make a lot of money, but there is cash flow. And so part of it is trying to reconcile that in your own mind of how you create it and the risks involved in creating that cash flow. And right now we're all kind of trying to figure out what's next. Now, from that capacity, 
you have evaluation, you can look at an income approach and you can look at the future, which is a discounted cash flow method, or you can look at the past, which would be a, like a capitalization method. And I think business owners would say, well, the future is unknown. The past is not representative. So how the heck are you guys going to even do a business valuation? You know, do you get anybody saying that to you or is it just me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, I'm laughing because I just had a meeting with um, with a client and um, it's a family business. One is trying to buy the other and we did the business valuation for them and cash flows, right? Uh, one of the parties was, was thinking, no, the three past years has been great. And this particular year has been great. So why the future you're predicting that? And the other one of the, the parties were, you know, one of the family member was saying, no, I'm the one here. So I don't know what's going to happen. So you try to look at that middle ground and to see the business and if they have contracts to see how long it's going to it's going to they are going to have that contract if it's for example and I think what that's one of the difficult ones when we are talking about um rents uh commercial rents how we are going to value that because in my particular case we are all coming to home so we don't know a lot of businesses are just reducing the space because usually there's a huge cost on the business. So what's going to happen with that industry? So definitely it's going to be some unknowns on the business, but we, as mentioned before, we need to look for those that we can predict in some way that we can control that we know it's going to happen and they, and then take it from there. Because if not, the solution would be then the, let's not do a business valuation. That's not the way to go. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think people think, that everything, you know, all businesses are worth nothing right now, but we have a lot of six, you know, there's a lot of success stories mm -hmm. during this pandemic um, because we're seeing consumer behaviors change. And so if you're seeing consumer behaviors change, there could be ideas that you had in the past, but the cons you didn't think the consumers would react well to it. Well, now you're, you have an opportunity that the consumers are doing something different and you're successful with that idea that may not have been successful in the past. Um, but really all we're doing is hyper analyzing the current information and the future information and trying to put it together in some concise form. There's always going to be risk, you know, and most of the time a business owner thinks their business is worth far more than it possibly is because of that cash flow. You know, so if if somebody comes in to buy your business, they're looking at what cash flow you said it just now, what cash flow am I going to make as the buyer going forward? And that's always going to be in the back of their head is okay, well when am I going to get my money back? Like how, sure. how, am I ever going to get paid paid off in this deal or pay off the bank debt? And I think that that becomes a pretty important um, piece. But do you have any other kind of suggestions for clients that may be having issues with cash flow? Um, you know, should they reach out to a professional or what other things are you recommending to some of your clients? 
You know, I think it's very important for them to look for assistance when they don't have the expertise in-house. Because unfortunately, what is being predicted in, in our industry is that we are going to have probably two types of advisory clients now. One, those we, we are going to be seeing a lot of mergers and acquisitions. So a lot of business valuation going on, due diligence, because now those that are thriving um, are going to be buying those that are struggling because they weren't prepared. Or you will have a lot of clients that they were looking for retirement and they say, I'm not going to be dealing with this, that let's sell my business now. So we are going to predict that we are going to have a lot of those. But the other part that is sad is that we are going to probably going to have a lot of turnaround work and bankruptcy work. And that is for the ones that either they are in the industry that is not going to survive for the, because of the situation or because those owners didn't take the right steps to make sure that they at least survive during this period. And then at the end, they can continue their businesses because they were just sitting there waiting for to see what happens. And, and in that way, the business is not going to continue. So you need to decide, are you going to thrive? Are you, are you allowed to invest now and survive during this crisis and thrive in the future? Are you going to be able to be prepared in case you have to do some sort of M&A, um, look for investors, or are you just going to wait and sit there and wait to see if a turnaround is going to work for you at the end or if at the end you're going to, be, go, you're going to need to go through a bankruptcy? And I think that's the phase that we don't want to, you know, our clients to go at the end. We want to do all these steps before to make sure that you can survive. Yeah, and I, I think it is right now, you know, there is a very fine line between thriving and surviving. And you, you know, you make a, a very important point and or allude to this point is that, you know, when this pandemic started, we were kind of like, okay, make it through this month. And then we'll go back to normal and then it's, you know, make it through the second month and then make it through the third month. And now it's really like, okay, whatever short term plan we have, we need to start looking at it to be a little bit longer term, mm -hmm. you know, whether that means getting some assistance, you know, through government assistance or looking at loans, um, you know, if you've run your business for 30 years with no debt and now all of a sudden you're close to retirement and you have to take out a loan to survive, that's a hard situation to be in for some business owners, you know? Mm -hmm. So then they are considering, okay, do I sell? Do I exit? Do I just quit? But they have employees that have worked for them for a long time. So it's not, it's not any easy decisions, I think, for business owners right now, especially as this continues, you know, we're in the same, we're in the same position. We're working from home. We're still on lockdown, basically, you know, the courthouses in our area will open for a little bit and then they'll close back down because there's an exposure, you know, this is going to continue for a while probably. Um, but I think that this has been amazing advice for everyone, regardless of how successful, if you're thriving or surviving, you need to take an analysis or take inventory of what's happening 
from a cash flow perspective. You know, the PPP money is running out for a lot of people, you know, so it's what next? Um, do you have the capability to get a loan or not? All of those things to consider. But I want to take a, an opportunity to also kind of let um, them know a little bit more about you and your firm and what other services you provide in, in for businesses. Um, well, I work for BDO in Puerto Rico. Um, I'm one of the partner in the business advisory area. So it's a little bit different to the States where you will have people specialize in just one area. Since our market is small, um, we will do anything that is advisory. But um, so I will do a lot of corporate finance in that area. We will have the business valuations, the mergers and acquisitions, the litigants. I also do business um, forensic accounting. So I will do fraud investigations on forensics. Um, I'll do litigation support. I do a lot of business valuation for litigation support engagements. But I always say that I wouldn't do taxes, but actually I do transfer pricing. Um, and I do transfer pricing because when you, at least the compliance side of the transfer pricing, when you look for benchmarking, because it's very similar to business valuation, to a market approach where you look for comparables and you determine um, for a specific activity instead of a whole business, but for a, a specific activity, um, what a third party will pay for the same activity. So here in Puerto Rico, we have, um, it was before Act 20, Act 22, a law, an incentive law, now it's Act 60, where we have a lot of people from the states moving to Puerto Rico, owners, and, and they export services to their businesses related entities in the US. So they will need transfer pricing reports and we will do that for them. Or they are just moving and they need valuation of those intangible and assets that they are bringing to the Puerto Rico entity. And we will do then a business valuation for an IP migration or a selling of a business to a related entity. So I'll do all those different things. Really complex things that are that are more difficult than business valuations. I also noticed on your profile, I don't know if you knew this was on there, but that you are certified as an arbitrator in the court. Yes, I haven't used it. Yet. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. really impressive. <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, I did it here in Puerto Rico and I've been, you know, uh, sometimes when you are working in a litigation engagement particularly and you have both sides, if I, if it's a divorce engagement and you know about that, a marital dissolution engagement, you will have two parties or a, bit, a similar case that I had yesterday where it's a family member, not against other, but, you know, trying to buy another uh, to another family member. And once you you take all these courses about arbitration, you, you kind of use it because you are there. Yes, I'm engaged to do a business valuation, but whenever I had the opportunity to help that business owner and that family be, be, uh, member to solve their issue and to continue in some way their, their family relationship, I think that's where I think it, it was worth it to spend all the time and to learn all this um, skills because in a way I can I can assist my clients and obviously when you have to go to arbitration even when you are the expert witness then you know how to handle better <laughs> yeah. it's all about negotiation mediation mm -hmm. arbitration all those yes. shun but yeah <laughs>
Well, thank you so much, Alina. This has been really good information. And uh, we're going to include your contact information. So if people want to reach out to you, they can email you or call you, um, especially if they're going to consider doing business or relocating or even doing a portion of business in Puerto Rico. It's going to be helpful to kind of have accounting advice and business valuation advice in different areas. So I think it's been very helpful. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was All right. a great experience. <laughs> there you go. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>